The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Holy shit, ladies and gentlemen, what a week it has been in sports. The NBA, what a content machine the NBA has been. We'll get into it, but welcome to Season 3, Episode 38 of the Daily Intermission Podcast. I'm back in studio. Listen, it was uh, it was an absolute fail of a day yesterday, so I was like, listen, I'm going to wait out all day. I'm going to consume the NBA trade deadline. I'm going to watch the first round of the waste management, and, uh, and, and then I'm going to come into the studio, and I'll get some call-ins. People will be off work. Well, it was just it was it was a uh, it was a whiff on my part. I didn't promote it well enough. The chalkboard app was just crickets, and I'm like, I'm not going to get enough callers to fill out this episode. So I recorded for about like ten minutes, as I do, as I've done pre-calling uh, when I have the call-ins, and and uh, you know just kind of set the tone of the episode, then bring in the call-ins, and I did not have enough call-ins, and I wasn't waiting around. Like it was like probably like nine fifteen, and I was like. No, we're gonna re- we're gonna regroup in the morning, and uh, we're gonna get this thing recorded in a full standardized episode. So I apologize about the people who did call in, uh, but we'll regroup, we'll we'll reevaluate uh, the situation and get you back in. But before I get into the pregame show, I must say that this episode is brought to you by Manscaped, and I wrote a little poem. Roses are red, violets are blue. We love shaved balls. How about you? Valentine's Day is coming, and we know just the gift to get that special someone for any and all special occasions. I'd like to petition to make February 13th National Shave Your Balls Day, ensuring every man is well-groomed and ready for whatever Valentine's Day, wherever Valentine's Day takes them. Uh, It's time to give the gift that helps over 7 million men around the world, Manscaped, the leaders in uh, below-the-waist grooming, Use the code TDIManscape.com for 20% off free shipping. By the way, I didn't write that. That was a uh, script sent by Manscaped. But listen, yeah, use the code TDIManscape.com. It's an amazing product. Uh, like I said, the Lawnmower 4.0, it just it takes care of the kid. And, and uh, it certainly, if you need a new grooming kit, which I'm assuming you do, if you're using anyway, there's just there's a lot of cringy ways to go about uh, you know keeping keeping things uh, keeping the lawn up to uh, up to standard and, and uh, getting things trimmed. And and if you're not using the Manscaped 4.0, well, I hope you either have a a, a semi equivalent or and not equivalent, but you you have something that's you know closer to the Manscaped product than you know maybe like a one a, a one ra- uh, one blade bick that would be gritty with rust on it. Anyway, we're not getting into it. But continue on in the pregame show, ladies and gentlemen. Watching the Super Bowl. It's an interesting topic. It's Super Bowl weekend. Massive. Chiefs versus Eagles. We talked about it last episode. I am on the Chiefs money line. And I said that, you know, I'm trying to be a little cheeky. Saying that uh, I was on the Chiefs because I'd be cheering for the Eagles. Well, it's not as cheeky as, as I thought. Because I don't care about either team. I really, I've got I've got no interest. And, and I don't really, you know, I don't care about the players. Uh, I love football and I'm excited for a good football game. But now that I've put money on the Chiefs, now I'm cheering for the Chiefs. I thought I was going to cheer for the Eagles and bet on the Chiefs. Now that my money is on the Chiefs, I'm cheering for the Chiefs. So my hedge of the emotional and financial um, kind of hedge, well, it didn't work out. So I'm on the Chiefs. 
Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. But just continuing on in the pregame show, before we get into quarter one uh, with a little bit of NFL chatter, um, watching the Super Bowl for me is, is it's unfortunate. And, and I'm going to blame the New England Patriots and Tom Brady for this. Um, so out of, you know, the first, you know, 27, 28 years of my life, Tom Brady has been to 10 Super Bowls and the Patriots nine. And so during those Super Bowls, I guess not the first three, the first three I was really young and don't really remember, but six of them for sure. It's not a great experience, especially if people aren't big football fans. Uh, I, I've tried the you know Super Bowl party and people asking questions and people you know getting just just there to watch the halftime show and and um, it's it's really not enjoyable for me and I, it's unfortunate and I hate that it's this way and I think that maybe as I mature I'll get and I, I mean this is a Super Bowl for sure that I'd be able to go to a party and enjoy it. But in the past, I've had to legit watch the Super Bowl alone because I couldn't stand, one, the people that were going against the team I was cheering for, and two, just the people that just are just ignorant to the fact that, uh, you know, they, they just don't know football, and they're asking questions the whole time, and it just it just makes for a miserable experience. So, yeah, it's 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 a little upsetting that, that that's been the case uh, in the past for watching Super Bowls. But Super Bowl parties are amazing, uh, but I think that, you know, you have to watch the game and, um, you know, there's an etiquette to watching football. I think anyway, I won't get into it. I'm a little picky in terms of whom watching football with. And, um, you know, it's uh, obviously the, the food is amazing. And, and uh, the halftime show, a lot of people uh, get get revved, revved up for it. And obviously the commercial breaks. But I think that, uh, you know, during the commercial breaks, during the halftime show, say what you want, do what you want, get loud. But during the play, during the snap, got to dial into the game. You got to figure out what's going on. You got to figure out who's winning this chess match. So just a little etiquette, I guess, in the Super Bowl side of things. And a lot of people wouldn't be as picky as me. And a lot of people aren't as big of football fans as I am, or just even, you know, in general. And and that's, you know, an obvious fact, but there's definitely some, uh, some, um, you know, rules and regulations that I would, I, I, I would recommend for people, you know, going to parties and, and, um, you know, watching, but, uh, obviously, you know, it, it, it is a celebration, um, you know, beyond just the, the game. So I know people enjoy watching it, but listen, enjoy your Super Bowl parties. That being said, um, I'm not sure what my plans are for the Super Bowl, um, but uh, but regardless of where you are, enjoy the, enjoy the halftime show, uh, enjoy the food, and and, uh, and watch the football game because I, I think you'll really enjoy it. But let's get into it. Quarter one, NFL, and like I said, I'm on the Chiefs money line, and we have media day this week. So it's interesting because the week prior to media week and, and leading up to the Super Bowl, obviously there's a two-week period between the conference championships and the Super Bowl. It's very quiet during the first week. Uh, the Kelsey brothers obviously had their mom on their podcast and, um, you know, were buzzing right along and, uh, um, you know, kind of were making headlines in, in that sense. But other than that, uh, the Pro Bowl goes on and, and there's not much talk about uh, these two teams and, and uh, kind of flies under the radar, which is kind of cool. Um, you know, it gives them a chance to, to rest up and, and, you know, get some practice in. And, and then and then you turn to, you know, after the Pro Bowl and the Monday rolls around and it's media week and media day and, and uh, some clown questions being asked. But a lot of celebrities, it seems like every player has their own little station or booth and they're answering questions. And, um, you know, it's a fun day. Uh, so obviously you probably saw some clips from that. Um, some weird questions asked to Patrick Mahomes. So I felt bad for that guy at times. Um, I think Brandon Marshall, you know, kind of clowned him and, and said that Rihanna told uh, Brandon that Patrick Mahomes, he, she thought Patrick Mahomes was the greatest quarterback of all time, kind of clowned him. She didn't say that. And he anyway, it was just a whole ordeal. But um, excited, excited for it. Um, it's going to be an amazing game. 
Um, but I've got some prop bets for you guys. I, I told you last episode that I would talk a little bit about the prop bets that I'm looking at. Um, I've bet on two already, but I have avoided. I don't know if I'll be on like the kind of the clownish <sighs> prop bets, like the ones that are very Super Bowl specific, the ones that you would never really bet on outside of the Super Bowl. Um, but I'll give you some narrative on some things that if you're being a huge Jennifer Aniston, um, then I will I will give you some uh, some picks. So the coin toss. I mean, I'm not sure why you would bet on the coin toss, but I'm a tails never fails guy. If you're leaning or if you need someone to kind of you know lead you in a direction, and if you're feeling like betting on the coin toss, which not sure again why you would. I'm leaning towards tails because tails never fails. And that's just kind of the narrative and, and, and the uh, and, and that's 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 what I've gone with for for the majority of my life is, is tails. So uh, tails for the coin toss anthem. It's always over. It's always over because you got to think that they're putting on a show and you got to think they're going to milk it in some part of the uh, Star Spangled Banner. So I think that the anthem goes over. And, uh, and I don't, I think it, I mean, even if you went with the under, it would be a hilarious sweat to start off the game with the under on the anthem. I mean, people are just looking for, for action everywhere. I find that hilarious how you could go over on, on the anthem, but I would go over, I would lean over, uh, just due to the fact that, uh, I don't know who's doing the anthem by the way, uh, but I would lean me over, uh, looking at Rihanna, Rihanna's first song. Um, I'm going to Disturbia. 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 Don't know the words, but I know it's a jam, and I'm going to Disturbia. Uh, first song. It's gonna. I mean, there's, she's got a, a you know a plethora of, of, of just massive hits, so I'm not sure which direction Rihanna will go. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think Disturbia is. It, it, it's got to be a top five song of hers. So I'll go uh, Rihanna. First song, Disturbia. Again, I haven't touched any of these. I might just to get a little bit of that comedic sweat going. Uh, Gatorade color, I'm going orange. Uh, I think the last time the Kansas City Chiefs won, it was orange. Um, I saw a clip of of, of Andy Reid getting soaked in orange Gatorade. So if there's any superstition involved with the Kansas City Chiefs at all, they're going to stick with the orange. I, I, I think those are the shortest odds. I think they're at plus 250 uh, for orange Gatorade. Again, these are some props that are very popular in the betting markets but are just absolutely ridiculous because you couldn't have a strong narrative. There's nothing to back it up. But if you're looking and if you need to find that itch during the Super Bowl props, those are the way I, those are, those are, those are what I would lean. Um, some props that I have bet on are player props. And we're starting things off with the middle linebacker on the Kansas City Chiefs, Nick Bolton. And I've got a shout out close, close friend of the show, Peter Morris, huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. Nick Bolton was the second leading tackler in the NFL this year, had the second most tackles. We know how much the Eagles love. To run the ball, they've got a great run game with that triple, three-headed monster of, of um, oh gosh, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, and um, why can't I think about their leading guy right now? Oh my gosh, uh, Miles Sanders. I apologize. So Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Kenneth Gainwell all in the backfield, all can run, and plus their quarterback obviously uh, knows how to move the ball with his feet. So um, they'll be running the ball, and Nick Bolton will be in on those tackles. So I think if the line was set at nine and a half or, or ten and a half, I like the over of, the, of both of those. I think this guy can have a 13, 14 uh, tackle game. So Nick Bolton over that nine and a half tackle mark, and also like Patrick Mahomes over the two ninety five. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to establish a Rama Pacheco and uh, even Jarek McKinnon. So um, I like Patrick Mahomes to be slinging it around the pitch. I know that the Eagles have a good secondary. I like Pat Mahomes over 295. I know it's a heavy number, but I can see a 300-yard game from this guy here in the air. 
Um, Patrick Mahomes over 295, and I don't know how much he's going to be able to move with his own legs. So uh, those are the two uh, prop bets that I've bet on uh, so far. So, uh, yeah, let's go. I'm fired up. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, hopefully you guys, you know, I'm going to do a post, uh, look forward on TikTok uh, to predict the score. I'm going to give out $100 cash um, and a daily remission hoodie if you can predict the winner and the correct score. Um, so look for that post on uh, on TikTok. And, yeah, I'm fired up. It's Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl weekend. It's finally here. But you know what I'm not fired up about is that the NFL's gone. So uh, I'm assuming that uh, I'm going to move the uh, episodes back to Monday, Friday. <clears throat> Obviously, the NFL season kind of... Um, it forced me to 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 move them to episodes to Monday, but I'm going to move those to uh, to Sunday, and, and Sunday's easier to get guests on as well. Um, so to record Sunday, release Monday. Um, but yeah, there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let's move into quarter two, ladies and gentlemen, because it was the NBA and the NBA this week. was just outrageous. So Wednesday, obviously, uh, we talked. Actually, I didn't talk about Wednesday's. Um, trade that happened uh, in Los Angeles. But first, we've got to address the fact that LeBron James is now the NBA's all-time leading scorer, passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Incredible. Uh, they were hosting the OKC at home, and uh, LeBron had all of his family in. Um, special moment for LeBron James. Um, you know, we, we got to celebrate him. You know, at times, he can be a milk, um, you know, embellishes things in the court. But, it, you know, all in all, just one of the greatest players we've ever got, get, get, ever got to watch uh, in the NBA. And, uh, you know, he fades away in the third quarter to hit the... Uh, you knew he was going to do it at halftime. I think he had around 20 points at half. And, and you're like, yeah, this is the game that LeBron will pass Kareem. Kareem was in the building, sitting courtside. Uh, so were LeBron's sons. Uh, it was just a special moment. I mean, this this might be obnoxious to say. I, I don't I don't mean any disrespect by it. It's actually a compliment. But LeBron James' wife has glown up. She looks fantastic. Um, Savannah, I mean, I, I'm not... I think that's her name, but she looks just fantastic. And, you know, in the past, I don't know, I guess, you know, when you're having kids and, and you're going through that gritty stage, but, I mean, she looks phenomenal. Uh, throw her in the MILF category. <clears throat> no disrespect to anybody listening or to LeBron. You're, she's just looking very, very solid. Uh, but LeBron, yeah, so he's the all-time leading scorer with the phone business. I mean, everybody in the stadium uh, had their phones out recording this moment. Clearly, you'd want to have, um, you know, some documentation of, of the of the fadeaway three, but... A lot of people were watching through their screens. Like, I would say move it off to the side and consume it with your own eyes. Anyway, just an odd situation there with the phones. Um, it was funny just watching that famous Jordan clip from the Bulls and nobody's got a phone. And then now, you know, fast forward 30 years later and every single person's got a phone. Um, just times have changed in terms of the consumption and, and uh, the documentation of certain moments. But... Um, I guess the closest I've ever been to, you know, documenting some, some, you know, close-ups in sports. It was with my close buddies, John Deacon and, and Jacob McNutt, and we were at the 17th hole at, gosh, uh, what's the course called? St. George's, the 17th at St. George's for the Canadian Open this summer. And the final group is Rory, Tony Finau, and Justin Thomas. I'm not sure if that's any good, ladies and gentlemen, but we were so close 
to most of the field, at least half the field, kind of making the tee off the 17th. We were right, right on the tee box. We went there early in the day. It was the best decision we've ever made at a golf tournament. Um, but we, we were recording all of these guys tee off, and um, I think I had the phone off to the side. Like I think I was consuming it with my own eyes and then having the phone kind of off to the side, but a lot of documentation with those guys teeing off. Uh, we'll get into the golf in the fourth quarter. But now we got to talk about the trades because there was the trade deadline on Thursday, and like holy shit, the NBA is just—it's wild. Like they're they're the amount of draft picks—it's comical. It is—it is a little goofy at times. The amount of um, you know trades or the amount of draft picks that are included in some of these trades, like in twenty twenty, like they're giving out pick like first round picks unprotected in twenty twenty nine. It's unbelievable. It is truly unbelievable. Some of the compensation moved around in, in these draft picks, but uh, late uh, Wednesday night we got the we got the the news that Russell Westbrook would be traded um, to the Utah Jazz, and it was a three way trade. So Minnesota sent D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Utah Jazz sent. Mike Connolly, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and three soccer round picks to Minnesota. And Minnesota sent, or and, and the Los Angeles Lakers sent uh, Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Damian Jones, and a first-round pick to Utah. So a three-way trade there. I'm not sure if I'm going to explain those very well. Um, but it's interesting. I think the Lakers got better. I like D'Lo. I think D'Lo's had a good year. Uh, Russell Westbrook, maybe he'll be able to find a, a, a glimpse of his old self in Utah. Maybe he'll find more buckets in Utah. Uh, so an interesting deal there. Obviously, um, you know the Lakers getting a bit better, I think. Um, but uh, but yeah, that that's what kind of sent shock waves around uh, on uh, on Wednesday, and then on on Thursday, Kevin or no, I guess it was we woke up. It was late Wednesday night. We well, I woke up Thursday and found out the news. But Kevin Durant and T.J. Warren headed to the Phoenix Suns. In return, the Nets would get. Mikael Bridges, Cameron Johnson, three firsts. Unbelievable. Automatically makes the Phoenix Suns an absolute wagon, a threat to win a championship. I think they were, you know, they were a contender easily before even, you know, trading for Kevin Durant. But now bringing in Kevin Durant to play with alongside Chris Paul and, and, and Devin Booker, they're just an absolute wagon. I do worry about the health of these guys a little bit. I mean, both. I mean, Kevin or Devin Booker's missed uh, extended periods of time this year uh, with injuries. So was Kevin Durant and Chris Paul. He's just he's an older dude. Um, so injuries definitely uh, you know one to look at. But DeAndre Ayton, they're a they're a they're a wagon. But look at this division in the Pacific or in the Western Conference. The Pacific Division now has Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Uh, we're not throwing Delangelo Russell in that. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, um, and now you've got Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, all in the same division. All of those guys I just mentioned in the same division, and they're all chasing the Sacramento Kings, which is just outrageous. Um, but what a what a trade deadline it has been, um, and uh, just wild content coming out of the NBA. Just some other moves. Obviously, we'll stick up up north in Toronto watching the Raptors day because a lot of people had the Toronto Raptors circled, seeing you know what they might do uh, with OG Ananobi, with... Um, Fred Van Fleet and and uh, and, and um, 
Pascal Siakam and just other players. You know, what what were they were going to do with the roster? And, and Gary Trent was the other one I was thinking of. But uh, they didn't move any of them. They actually were buyers at the deadline. They reacquire uh, their 2016 lottery pick in Yaka Pirtle uh, from the San Antonio Spurs sending uh, Ken Birch and a couple draft picks back. Um, so I'm not really sure what Yaka Pirtle will do, but I'm not sure the thought process is between, uh, of Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster here. Uh, I think they saw, you know, maybe um, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving leave their division and, and maybe they thought, you know, maybe it's not time to blow it up. And um, I know Masai, he's got close connection to these guys. And, you know, maybe he just didn't see, he, he didn't see fit. He didn't didn't find a buyer that was willing to, you know, pay the price. And uh, I would have been interested because I know that Memphis and New Orleans were, were looking at these teams and looking OG, at OG and Anobi specifically and offering trades. They just, you know, didn't get what they wanted. So, they were buyers at the deadline. They didn't uh, blow it up, and and uh, we'll see what uh, what happens with the Toronto Raptors in terms of you know if they can get things grooving and, and, and really make a push for the playoffs. Um, the Knicks acquired Josh Hart from the Portland Trailblazers, and it's not a huge move. Josh Hart is a guard that uh, can shoot. Uh, you know, I think he probably averaged around that uh, fifteen mark and points points per game. But uh, it's big because jo- Jalen Brunson and, and uh, Josh Hart are, are best friends, and they played together at Villanova, so that's exciting. And that's uh, an addition to the backcourt uh, that will be fun to watch in, uh, for the Knicks. And um, yeah, just a just a crazy trade deadline. There was a you know, there was a plethora of trades. I'm not going to get into the biggest ones. Obviously, were the uh, three way deal with Russell Westbrook, Westbrook, and then uh, the Kevin Durant deal. That made huge headlines, uh, him going to the Phoenix Suns. But what a wild day it was in the NBA. Um, yeah, if you want to go check out all the deals, uh, go check them out. I, I plan on having some people come on uh, to the podcast, some callers that were bigger into the NBA or just maybe would have uh, you know more insight to some of these trades. But, I mean, nevertheless, that Pacific division is absolutely loaded and it's going to be fun to watch. Um and uh, and yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be just it's going to be content city moving forward as the NBA is just a wild wild scene. Um, and uh, you'd almost wish let's move it a quarter through. We're going to talk about the NHL, but you almost wish the NHL would take a page out of that book because you know it is super exciting in terms of players all over the map. I mean, we look Russell Westbrook signed a five year deal in 2017 with the OKC uh, Thunder, one of the biggest stars at that time, and has played for five different teams since. I, I, I think that that's great for content and anyway, uh, just uh, just amazing to uh, to consume and, and to watch. But uh, let's move to the NHL and we're starting things off. Blockbuster trade, Vladimir Tarasenko for the St. Louis Blues headed to the New York Rangers in return for Sammy, Sammy Blay, uh, a prospect and, uh, and a first round pick. Great pickup, I think, for the New York Rangers. Uh, we'll slide in directly onto that top line with uh, Panarin and uh, Zibanejad. What a great top line that is. Uh, the the New York Rangers, I think they're if they can kind of get Shesterkin back to his his form from last year, this this team they they definitely have the pieces to to go on a run. And um, you know, I was watching them the other night, and Jacob Truba, the captain for this Rangers team, absolute old school, huge hitter. He starts off the game and he blows up Dylan Dubay, automatic tilt with Chris Tanev, beats him up. And then later on in the game, coming across the middle, Nazem Kadri's got his head down, and he blows him up, helmet off, insta shed with Dylan Dubé, who wanted a little revenge from the bit, the hit earlier in the game, beats the wheels off that guy, two fights. I mean, I'm a big fan of Jacob Truba. I love defensemen that can step up and throw the body. None of them were greasy hits. They were fantastic hits. But I think Gerard Gallant's going to get this team buzzing. I think that they're going to make some noise in that Metro division, and they could be a dark horse moving into the playoffs. 
Now, I had to talk about this because I was fucking losing it watching watching these um, these these clips pop up um, throughout uh, the uh, the week. So Dallas Stars fan, he has a, a mullet haircut and earrings, and uh, you must have all seen this. He got interviewed by Stars media people, um, and uh, he got he was getting interviewed by by Stars media folk on the concourse pregame. And, uh, you know, he was having fun. He was talking in a heck accent and people thought nothing of it. Obviously he did his interview and then he went to his seats, but then another clip, uh, comes up and it goes viral because he's in a shouting match and anybody that uses the N word is obviously clearly disrespectful. But if you're a white guy with a mullet using the N word, you deserve to be knocked out. It's so obnoxious. It looks terrible. Anyway, so this guy is in a kind of a shouting match with the guy and he's saying you won't do anything. And then the guy punches him in the jaw. I was beyond upset with the punch that he threw in the jaw. And I'm sure you guys have all seen this clip. If you haven't looked up, Dallas Star fans get into a fight. He throws the biggest muffin of a punch. Nothing, nothing behind it. There, 99% of the planet is eating that and knocking the guy out or swinging back and at least, you know, getting a little bit more heat on it. But it was just, I mean, the guy's got to put a little bit more emphasis in that because he's at the, he's the higher ground. He's got the advantage. It was just, it was an embarrassing punch, uh, but then he kind of pins him down. It's a, it's a weird interaction, but there's a guy with a Dallas Stars jersey. I think he was wearing a Jamie Ben jersey. And by the way, just completely disrespected Jamie Ben because Jamie Ben's one of the toughest guys in the NHL. And, and, uh, you know, he would have put up a better fight than that. But, yeah, the mullet guy, I had to bring him up. We all know who I'm talking about with the mullet guy getting not knocked out, but taking a muffin to the face and then getting pinned down uh, for using the N-word and, 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 you know, doing all of that nonsense at the Stars game. Interesting uh, situation. So Dallas, obviously, or sorry, so Vegas has had an interesting issue, interesting year this year. And, um, you know, they obviously they lost their captain, Mark Stone, for the season due to injury. I think he's going to have surgery. Not sure on what. Jack Eichel's been quiet this year. Um, and now that Logan Thompson, he left the game last night against the Wild. Um, that's huge. He was an all-star goaltender for them. And um, obviously with Robin Leonard dealing with, you know, his bankruptcy and his snake farm and not playing this year, Logan Thompson's been really big. He's 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 got a great story. Obviously, he played at Brock University uh, in Ontario. Uh, he was a university goaltender. Now he's 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 the star goaltender for the for the Vegas Golden Knights, but he left with an injury, so that could be problematic for the Vegas Golden Knights. We're in a really tight division there in in, in the Pacific Division, so uh, that's worth monitoring. Um, the injuries have been you know just littered around the league, and we'll name off a few here. Uh, Kale McCarr took a greasy hit from Jeff Carter. I'm not sure if it was an intentional hit or not, but he ran into his head, um, kind of going behind the net. So Kale McCarr is going to uh, miss. I don't think an ex- a huge period of time but definitely uh going to be missing a few games uh, after the hit to the head with jeff carter so that's problematic for the avalanche the avalanche are just struggling right now um they're going to make a run and, and potentially i'm not going to guarantee that they'll win the division uh but the colorado avalanche are certainly a team that's going they're, they're going to be a playoff team uh but they've been dealing with some really tough injuries obviously they had there was a mckinnon injury for a little bit i think random missed some time obviously landis cog has missed the majority of the year and now you're looking at um kale mccarr missing some time so just uh, just tough news out of um, uh, out of colorado uh the most unique injury uh i should say the most uh, shocking injury uh, in the NHL right now is Rasmus Sanderson, um, star defensive. I don't want to say star defensive, but he, he's a minute muncher for for the Colorado or for the Calgary Flames. Uh, Rasmus Sanderson struck by a vehicle. 
while riding a scooter in Detroit. Uh, so he was going to a team dinner outside of the uh, hotel. Uh, he picked up one of those scooters that you can rent and and it, and it was struck by a vehicle. So he's uh, he's out. Not sure how long. I'm not sure the injuries he uh, he sustained during that uh, during that period of time. But uh, Rasmus Anderson hit by a vehicle will miss some time, uh, uh, and he was on a scooter. So uh, you know, thoughts and prayers going out to uh, Rasmus Anderson. Hopefully, a quick recovery there. And I had to talk about my guy Jeff O'Neill. So you guys are unfamiliar with Jeff O'Neill. Uh, he's a former NHL player. Uh, played for Carolina and in Toronto, and, and he's a radio host. Uh, you know, one of my favorite shows to listen to uh, out of Toronto. And uh, the O Dog, he he was uh, a victim of a of a crime that is very prevalent right now in, in Ontario, Canada, where he had his his I think he drives a Range Rover. He had his Range Rover stolen uh, during the night, and. I, I don't know how people are doing this, uh, but thieves are like programming different keys and um, you know different ways of, of of starting up these cars, and they are stealing them, and they are getting them on on um, you know transport ships, and they're shipping them over you know to across the continent or across not across the continent across the world to you know Asian countries and you know different countries around the world. So like how how is this not being stopped? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just unbelievable to me that that like you can just steal a Range Rover and then get it on a ship undetected, and and that's just being stolen. It's just unbelievable to me that, that people are getting away with this crime, and it's happening. I mean, we heard Mitch Marner. We talked about that, you know, months ago when that happened to Mitch Marner. I think just in broad daylight, he was just at gunpoint. was just like, get out. We're taking your car. It's just, it's unbelievable right now. It is a, it's a really, like, I mean, I think hundreds of cars a week are being stolen in Ontario. Um, especially in that uh, very populated hub of Southern Ontario. So scary moment for Jeff Oda- for the O-Dog, Jeff O'Neill. Uh, we're thinking about him. Uh, obviously, uh, hopefully, I don't really know how insurance works with that, if your, your car was stolen, but his golf clubs were in the uh, car as well. Uh, so that's unfortunate for Mr. O'Neill. But I know that show is sponsored uh, by TaylorMade, so I think TaylorMade will be able to hook him up, get them all dialed in for the season uh, with new golf clubs. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, that'll conclude the NHL. Obviously, the uh, trade deadline, you know, a few weeks away, about three weeks away. So fired up for that, um, and uh, we're just getting things going after the All Star break. So uh, we'll get some, we'll get some uh, more news uh, for uh, for Tuesday. Um, but the NHL, and uh, it's time we're going to move into quarter four and talk about some PGA Tour action. Um, obviously, the waste management going on, uh, and we'll talk a little bit, a little bit about some UFC as well. Uh, but Scottsdale, Arizona, obviously hosting the Super Bowl and the Waste Management Open. The Waste Management Open, I talked about it last episode. It's just a phenomenal event. It's a bucket list event. People, you know, do their bachelorettes, bachelor parties there. Uh, the 16th hole holds, it's a stadium part three that holds over 20,000 people. They're just getting boozed from, you know, sun up to sundown on that hole. Uh, you can make noise during the golfer swings. And then just, you know, the event has around 200,000 people per day just walking around the ground. So it's it's just a phenomenal event. Um, but day one was was uh, delayed due to a frost delay. Um, I didn't know they got frost on the ground in, in the desert, but it was a two-hour delay. But we look at the leaderboard right now, and Nick Taylor and Adam Hadwin, two Canadian boys at the top. Uh, Xander Shoffley, who I ended up going with in the one and done, uh, finds himself a stroke behind him uh, at minus four. Uh, some notable names, John Rahm, Max Homa at minus three. Um, it's going to be Shung JM minus one, uh, Tony Finau, Matt Fipat. I mean, there's all, it's going to be just a phenomenal finish and a phenomenal week. Um, John Rahm at minus three is scary. Uh, very scary. Um, a couple guys, a couple over notables, uh, Patrick Cantlay, Cam Young, and Roy McIlroy finished two over. 
Um, but it's just, it, on a, I honestly like highly recommend tuning into this tournament. If you're not, uh, if you're not a huge golf fan, I think you really, you will really enjoy this, um, this tournament here in, in Arizona. So, um, it'll be ace watch on 16 and, and $3.7 million to the winner this week. So I think we'll see the cream rise to the top here in the next couple of days. But again, another, uh, frost delay or not a frost delay. It'll be, uh, the guys didn't finish, uh, their rounds on day one. So they will finish their rounds, their first rounds on Friday morning. And then we'll get into the, uh, the Friday morning or the Friday second rounds, uh, as those are finished, but, uh, really excited about the waste management, uh, next week to the Genesis and maybe, maybe Tiger Woods, potentially Tiger Woods next week. Uh, but the UFC big fights this week in Perth, Australia, um, shout out to Adam from, from Perth, Australia, who did call in yesterday, won't be able to use his table. So we'll get him on the next call in episode. We'll get him to call in great accent from Perth, Australia. Shout out to Adam. Uh, but Islam Macheka versus Alexander Volkanovsky, two belt holders uh, Volkanovsky moving up to fight Islam Macheka for the belt. Fired up for this fight. I've got Alexander Volkanovsky by knockout, uh, by DKO. So uh, it pays a bunch of money. Uh, he's a big underdog in the fight. Obviously, Islam has run through division. Just absolutely rinsed Charles Oliveira, who you know had been the belt holder for um, you know a long, long time. I think eleven fights in a row. So a uh, huge weekend at sports, guys. What a week it's been. Um, everybody, I hope you've enjoyed. I do apologize about the late release of the podcast. Um, but, uh, make sure you give it a five star, give it a getting rid of, give it a written review as well. Um, you know, make sure you're on the socials, uh, make sure you go bet, uh, your, uh, your, your, your score, uh, on the, uh, on the TikTok. and, uh, listen, everybody enjoy your Super Bowl weekends, enjoy the golf, enjoy, uh, you know, the UFC fights and, and we'll catch you again on, uh, on Tuesday. Everybody have a fantastic week, weekend, and uh, we'll catch you guys on Tuesday.